Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sanders Facts. Hello, everyone. Welcome in to the latest edition of the Xander's Facts Podcast. I am the aforementioned Xander, of course. Episode 15, the big one five. Well, I mean, we made it. How about this? Wednesday, May 12th, we're releasing this. Thank you all for listening. And remember to support the Xander's Facts Podcast by following, downloading, rating, reviewing, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those. And spread the word. And if you don't do it, then I don't know what your problem is because you're hurting my feelings. Xander's Facts Podcast, episode 15. We've got a ton to talk about this week. And remember, if you haven't listened to any of our past episodes, you might want to because important stuff. Facts every week on the Xander's Facts Podcast. Oh my gosh, but before we begin, I mean, I hope you all have gas in your cars. (laughs) Fill your cars up. So... I was out today, I'm recording this Tuesday, May 11th, day before this comes out, so I was out today looking for gas, because if you hadn't heard, the Colonial Pipeline got cyberhacked. The Colonial Pipeline, which runs up from Texas to New York State and um, supplies the East Coast with gasoline, among other things, it provides... 50% of the gasoline in that we use on the East Coast, and we're in Virginia. So there's a big rush. Uh, prices are going up. Demand is increasing. Supply is decreasing. It was not good out there. I went to a couple gas stations. A couple just had too many long lines. A couple actually didn't have any gas, any unleaded Yikes! for my motor vehicle. So that wasn't good. I finally found one. It was a Kroger one. There was a little line, but I like Kroger gas. And I got my points because Kroger card. I mean, of course. Shout out Kroger. So there's definitely issues going on here in Virginia. And the governor, our boy Ralph, Ralph Northam, issued a state of emergency today, Tuesday, uh, because there were the... White House says there's not going to be any shortages. Apparently there is because there's some gas stations that don't have gas, bud. And so the governor issued a state of emergency because that's happening all over the state. It's going to be happening all over the East Coast. We're going to get rising prices. I paid $3, $2.99 for gas today, unleaded. That's terrible. So the national average is about $3 right now. And a year ago, I saw this, a year ago... May 2020, it was $1.80. That was the national average for gas. It's over $1.20 higher right now. Thanks, Sleepy! No, it's not. Well, no, it's not his fault. There's other things. Learn about it. I won't talk about that on this podcast because we've got other things to talk about. But, you know, just a reminder, pump your car up because there's a big thing. So the pipeline got cyber hacked by Russia. Apparently a criminal group in Russia, which is, I mean, Putin. This has Putin, a criminal group in Russia that's not affiliated with the government. Please! I bet Putin's giving him money. So, you know, and now we've got to... So I filled up my gas today. I'm all revved up, ready to go. 
I'm angry at Russia, Russia, this Russia thing. I don't know, but there's a lot of people who are starting to worry. This is going to be like toilet paper as we're losing gas now. So toilet paper from last year. I mean, that was ridiculous. So let's get into this thing here that we're going to talk about this week. So we're going to talk about politics. Oh my gosh, politics. What? I know. We're going to get back into it. But first, I got a little update for you here on the sport of basketball. We all love basketball, and it's the final week of the regular season in the NBA. Oh my gosh. The last regular season games are Sunday. The play-in tournament is on Tuesday. If you don't know what the play-in tournament is, go listen to last week because I, in detail, explain the play-in tournament, how it works. It is kind of confusing. That's a fact! But I did, so go listen to last week. And then come on back and listen to this week's because... We've got some bass. Oh, we've got some good games here in the NBA. I just watched a great one last night. It was Golden State. They were playing another team, the Utah Jazz. Warriors are trying to clinch their spot in the play-in game. The Jazz are trying to stay on top of the West. The Warriors want it. Steph Curry. There are great games going on right now because of the play-in. Don't. Tell me the plan is terrible. It's not terrible. It's a great thing. So let's, all right, quick look at the standings here. We've got the East. So in the East, the 76ers are in first. They're three games ahead of the Nets right now as of Tuesday. So the day before this releases. So the 76ers look like they're in first. The Nets and the Bucks are a game away from each other in second and third, though. So they're right there. Uh, yeah, three, four games back of Philly. And then that drop-off I was talking about, the Knicks are in fourth still. The Hawks are a half game behind them in fifth, and then the Heat are a half game behind them in sixth. Oh, yeah. Miami. Oh, the Hawks-Wizards last night. That was a great game. On Monday night, that was a great game, too. The Hawks won, sadly. But Westbrook... Russell Westbrook passed Oscar Robertson for most triple doubles of all time by a player. I mean, that's that that's pretty insane. So <laughs> that was a great game. The Wizards are tenth, so they're in the final spot in the play-in, and it looks like they're going to stay there right now. Celtics are in seventh at twelve games back. They just lost Jalen Brown for the rest of the year, so and they're not very fun to watch. The Hornets are fourteen games back in eighth. And then the Pacers are 15 games back in ninth, and the Wizards are 15 and a half. They're a half game back of the Pacers in 10th. So that's the ace. The Bulls are the only team that can get into it. They're two and a half games back of the Wizards right now, so yeah, I don't know about that because the Wizards are one of the hottest teams in the NBA. The Hawks are really good, and they it was a one-point game that they lost to the Hawks, so they're a good team. So And the Raptors, Magic, Cavs, and Pistons are all out of there. See ya! Bye-bye! <laughs> The Raptors just got eliminated from the postseason for the first time in eight years. I saw that. I mean, that. So to the West, I told you, go quick, quick facts. Quick facts. The Jazz are in first. They're one and a half games back of the, uh, ahead of the Suns, who are in second. I love the Suns. The Clippers are three games back of the Suns in third. The Nuggets are a half game back of the Clippers in fourth. And then the drop-off, the Mavericks are in fifth. 
They are four games back of the four seed, the Nuggets, and the Trailblazers are right there. The Trailblazers have not clinched a spot in the playoffs. The Mavericks have. So there's that gap right there. It's a half game. The Trailblazers are a half game behind the Mavericks. And then in the play-in are the Lakers. Ooh. LeBron's supposed to be coming back tonight, Tuesday. So we'll see if that happens because they need him. They're a, a game and a half back of the Trailblazers. They might have to play in the play-in. And if they did, right now they'd play the Warriors, who are in eighth. Ooh. Golden State. They're two and a half games back of the Lakers, so they probably won't move up. And the Grizzlies are right behind them, half game back of the Warriors in ninth. And the Spurs are in tenth. The Spurs. I mean, please. The Pelicans are two and a half games back of the Spurs, so they won't get in. But Zion, ah, I don't think he's playing anymore. And got injured. And the Kings are a half game back of the Pelicans. So those two teams still have chances, knowing the Spurs. Mm. But the Timberwolves, the Thunder, and the Rockets are all out. Sorry for the, oh, the Thunder. Oh, that's, okay. <laughs> there we go. NBA action. Oh, great games if you haven't been watching. And then the play-in. Could you imagine the Lakers and the Warriors at the, wow. That'd be incredible. How about that? That's next week. We're going to talk about that a lot more next week. But I just wanted to give you all a quick update. Just to let you know know what was going on because this week we're gonna dive into <gasps> politics huh. oh we're gonna take a deep dive huh. oh i know i know all you all love my deep dives so huh. we're gonna take a deep dive here on something that i found interesting over the weekend huh so have you ever heard of ranked choice voting that's what we're talking about today we're talking about ranked Choice voting, RCV. Wait, what did you say? Stake. You ever heard of it? You might not. But you're going to have to. And I'm going to teach you Xander's facts. So here we go. Xander's facts? So, over the weekend, the Republicans in Virginia held a convention to nominate their candidate for the upcoming gubernatorial election, which is the governor's election. So this was stupid because it wasn't a primary and they only had, because they just, so here's the thing. They wanted to have one convention site at Liberty University. Oh, yay. But apparently Liberty didn't know about it. So they said, you can't do that. And so then a month before they were supposed to know what to do, the Republicans were like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. So and they wanted to have a primary. The deadline passed to have a primary because they chose a convention first off anyway. So then they just held all these little conventions in like 40 locations around the state. So it's a mess. And only delegates, like normal people couldn't. Only registered delegates could vote in them. So, and they found a winner, Yunkin. <laughs> but they didn't nominate Trump and Heels girl, so that was okay. And the party, to determine the winner, they used ranked choice voting. What did you say? So it got me thinking. What in the world is ranked choice voting? And is it better than how we currently vote, our current voting process? So first off... Here it comes! Just like you all are asking the question, I'll ask it too. What is ranked choice voting? voting so okay 
in a normal election, voters, you, the voters, get to choose your top choice for each office, and you only get one choice. So last year, you go to the ballot box, or you vote by mail like I did, and under presidential election, you choose one candidate. You either, you can't choose, you choose Joe Biden, Donald Trump, no, Jorgensen, whoever, and that's it. In ranked choice voting, you get to choose multiple. And what I mean by that is you get to rank each of the candidates by preference. So, okay, last year, hypothetically, under ranked choice voting, I could say, all right, my first choice is Biden. So I will check or put a one next to Biden's name. Uh, But my second choice is Trump. Yikes! So I would put a check or a two next to Trump's name. And then Jorgensen, the libertarian, is a three. So I'd check, so I'd put three next to her name. And then a four next to the Green Party name. And, you know, on and on and on. However many candidates there are. So these results are tabulated in rounds. So there's multiple rounds. There can be. There doesn't have to be. So round one is the first round. And in round one... If a candidate receives 50% or more of the first choice votes in the first round, they're declared the winner. Whoa. So we said you rank them one, two, three. If a candidate gets enough one votes over 50% in the first round, they're declared the winner. However, if they do not get 50% at least of the first choice votes... Then we go to more rounds of result tabulating, counting, that stuff. The fraud, please. So, at the end of each round, the candidate with the fewest first preference votes, or first choice votes, is eliminated. And so those ballots that had that candidate who got eliminated then their second preference choice gets counted. Too many facts. So let's say in a, I was voting in a state and my first choice was Biden. Well, Biden had the least amount of votes out of all the candidates and no other candidate got over 50%. So Biden gets eliminated. So then they would count my ballot using the second preference that I chose. The person who I gave the two to. Two, two. There you go. So this is done until each candidate, until one candidate has received a majority. Then they're declared the winner. So they have to have a majority. That's cool. Unless, you know, you get down to two candidates, you know, you just eliminate the other one. So I'm going to give you a real life example. For example, if this had been the case in Virginia this past year, Biden would not have needed any additional rounds because he got 54% of the vote in Virginia, which is over the 50% needed. So he wouldn't have needed any other rounds. He would have just been declared the victor. However, in a state like Georgia, Biden only received 49.5% of the vote. So in Georgia, they would have had to have another round of voting. So let's say... The Green Party candidate had the least amount of votes out of the four choices that were there. 
And so, in the second round, the Green Party candidate is eliminated. Howie Hawkins and something like that. I, I don't remember. So, those votes that those Green Party voters chose as their first option, they'd go to their second option. And so, if those second preference options receive a give Biden, let's say, a majority, then Biden wins, which Green Party and Democratic Party are pretty close together. So hopefully it's not too confused. I don't know. It kind of is confusing, and that's why a lot of people are saying, eh, I don't like that. It's confusing. It doesn't make any sense. But I don't think so. So where actually has this been implemented? Because it's actually been it's been implemented recently here in localities in the U.S. So there's actually several localities that conduct ranked choice voting elections. So there's a, a couple major cities, San Francisco, Portland, Maine, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Minnesota all use ranked choice voting for local elections. Fact! And New York City actually is going to start using it for primaries and special elections this year, which is actually interesting because New York City's mayor race, mayor election, is this year. So in the primary, because that's a big race, so in the primary, we're going to see how it works because there's a ton of Democratic candidates as you get round by round because that's probably what's going to happen because... Because there's so many candidates, they're probably not going to receive a majority in the first round of any other candidate. So how about this? In Virginia, lawmakers passed a bill last year in 2020 that's going to allow localities in Virginia to use ranked choice voting beginning this year for local elections beginning this year. I don't think that's... I haven't heard of any localities that, that's, that are going to use it, but... They have that option now instead of the regular option that we've been using for years and years. So there's a bunch of cities and counties and localities that use it. But there's only one state that allows ranked choice voting for state and federal elections. And that state is Maine. And they used it for the first time last year. The first time ever that a state used ranked choice voting for a presidential election. Wow! And actually, voters in Alaska this last year, in 2020, approved a ballot measure that will institute ranked choice voting in 2022 for state primaries, except the presidential primary. So this would send the top four candidates of either party to the general election. And that, <laughs> that ballot measure passed by one percentage point. So the voters voted for it. And it won by about 4,000 votes, which is, I mean, what, one percentage point. So it doesn't matter the party you're in. There's just this big primary that they're going to have where anybody can run. And the top four vote-getters advance to the general. So that's kind of, I mean, once you look at it and say, oh, okay, well, you know, then it's probably not too confusing. But I think the concept... Just because it's so different is a little confusing. This is Xander's facts. That's actually going to help Lisa Murkowski in Alaska. Because if you know about Lisa Murkowski, who's a senator 
from Alaska. Her next election is 2022. But she doesn't like Trump very much. Uh, you know. How dare you? So, she's probably going to have a primary challenger to her right. And so in a normal election, she would have had to go against this primary challenger from the right in the primary. And if the people of Alaska think, We love Trump! Then, they'd probably vote for the challenger. But, now with this ranked choice voting thing, four candidates, so the other candidate could get the majority of uh her could get more votes than murkowski but murkowski could still advance if she's in the top four voters so also around the globe they've used ranked choice voting in australia for decades they've used it in australia for federal elections and there's a bunch of localities in new zealand and the uk that also use ranked choice voting for local elections so you all hear me up here, oh, right choice voting, so great. Well, you know, what What are the benefits to it? So Enlightening the masses. There's. I was reading an article, and I saw a quote about ranked choice voting. This is from Larry Diamond, who is the former director of Stanford University Center of Democracy, Development, and the Rule of Law. So he believes that ranked choice voting has the ability to become, quote, the most promising reform to democratize and depolarize our politics, unquote. So, I mean, how about that? <laughs> but a lot of people think that, and I'll tell, I'll get it more into that in a second, but a lot of people think it's going to help third-party candidates advance, and it wouldn't, you know, so that many people wouldn't see third-party candidates as a wasted vote. Or, you know, people will go to the ballot and they'll say, well, I don't like Trump, but I don't like Biden, so, you know, protest, vote, whatever. You know, or they just don't care, and they just, I don't know. I don't know how people vote, but real-life examples. This is going to get you all angry, I know, but, okay, because you're about, what? Could have been. In 2016, the, there, I actually saw something in Michigan, but we'll get into that in a second. So, a lot of people voted for Jill Stein who was the Green Party candidate, who got about 3 million votes. So if there was ranked choice voting, because the Green Party is so much aligned with the Democratic Party, they could have pit Hillary Clinton as their second choice. And in fact, there were 12 states in 2016 where neither Trump nor Clinton received a majority of the vote. One of those was Michigan. So Trump won the state of Michigan by about 10,000 votes. Here comes a fact! And it was close. They both Clinton and Trump were close to the 50% threshold. So, Jill Stein in Michigan got about 50,000 votes. And out of the four top parties, she was the, she got the least amount of votes. So, in ranked choice voting, there would have been a second round because there was not a majority of votes given to either candidate. That would have taken away Jill Stein's votes, her first choice votes. Then they would have gone to that second choice vote. So if you voted Jill Stein won, they would have gone to your second choice. And probably for a lot of people, that would have been Hillary Clinton. Because a lot of people, okay. The big thing in 2016 was, Hillary is evil. Emails, uh, Benghazi, uh, yeah. I can't vote for her. She's crooked. But if you put her too, oh, well, she's not my first choice. I'll just put her too. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Huh. 
So that could have happened. 50,000 votes could have put uh, in Michigan. And in a bunch of states, too. 12 states where Trump or Clinton, neither of them got a majority. 12 states out of 50. That could have... Oh, but okay, how about this? 2,000. Oh, no. Florida. There's a documentary on HBO that's 537 votes. 537 votes, I think, because that was the final you know, count. Documentary about this on HBO, which is really good. You should watch it. But, so in Florida in 2000, as we all know, neither Bush nor Gore got a majority of votes. Then it went to recounts, whatever. But there was a third-party candidate who you all might know by the name of Ralph Nader. And Nader was pretty liberal. So a bunch of liberals probably voted for Nader instead of Gore. So in a ranked-choice voting system, out of all the parties' candidates, they would have gone to another round because— no candidate got a majority in Florida. Nader's votes would have gotten redistributed. And so they would have gone on those ballots, the ones that had Nader won, they would have gone to the second choice there, which for a bunch of people was probably, would have probably been Gore. And that might have given Al Gore a victory. It's a fact. Oh my gosh. I know. We, that's just hard to think about because our, our world, our country, our lives would probably be so much different today if Al Gore had won Florida, won that election. But, you know, I wasn't even alive then, so I don't even know. So That's not a fact. Another argument is that, so, okay, this would allow people to highly rank candidates with similar values. So people probably would have put Gore and Nader together. Or Clinton and Stein, you know? Or Biden and Hawkins this year. Hawkins. Howie Hawkins, I think, was the Green Party. That could have gone for the Libertarians, too. That's kind of different, though. Because the Green Party and the Democratic Party, I think, are a lot more similar in their values than the Republicans and the Libertarians. So another argument is that it would also lead to a decrease in negative campaigning. Oh, I know how everyone loves negative campaigning. We all love watching those videos where it's like, Joe Biden is a child murderer, you know? That's what's terrible. We don't like watching those, though. So <laughs> there's another quote in that article from uh, Larry Diamond, who is the former director of Stanford University's Center of Democracy, Development, and the Rule of Law. He said a lot of research shows that when you, go, when you as a candidate go negative, you hurt your public perceptions of yourself but you do more damage to your opponent. And in plurality elections that we have currently, this trade-off can pay off. But he adds, it becomes more costly to go negative in a ranked choice voting election since you risk losing your ability to pick up second preference votes and it actually does more harm than good. So how about that? No, I mean... I'd like no negative campaigning. Everyone should get along. Let's be nice. Xander's Facts promotes niceness. Ranked choice voting promotes niceness. That's, there you go. It's nice. So, <laughs> another thing. So, on top of less negative campaigning, 
it could also lead to more female and minority candidates, which is good, representing our populations equally. That's the big thing. Oh, there's so many things going on right now. But I felt, because a lot of people don't know about ranked choice voting or what it is. And I was even, before I did some research on this, I was confused how it works. But in summary. Big fact incoming. Here we go. Ranked choice voting. So you rank your candidates based on preference of would you like them to get elected. And so a candidate has to receive a majority. Or else we go into another more rounds, and so the le- the candidates with the least amount of votes get eliminated, and their second choice then gets tallied onto the existing numbers for the candidates that have survived, and it goes on and on until you get a majority. And so people rule democracy forever. Xander's facts. Xander's facts is a democracy too, if you didn't even know. So <laughs> I mean, there you go. Rank choice voting. Isn't it amazing? I I love it. So Get that out of here. That's what I wanted to tell you all today. But I've got one more thing here for you. We started a brand new segment last week, and I know all of you all loved it. It was phenomenal. Everyone said, Xander, that was an amazing segment. I know. So it's back this week. I know you all were thinking about it. What's he going to come up with? What was the funniest thing I saw this week? <laughs> Well, actually, I just saw it a couple hours ago. <laughs> it was pretty funny when I saw it. And you might be like, hmm. But it's pretty funny. On Tuesday, there was a ruling by a federal judge in Texas regarding our good old buds, the National Rifle Association. <laughs> just kidding, they're not our buds. The NRA, if you didn't know, which likes guns and shootings. Well, I don't know if they like that. But, big thing here. So on Tuesday, a federal judge ruled that the NRA is not allowed to file for bankruptcy protection in the state of Texas. Well, Xander, what are you talking about? So. Fight me. Here we go. Big story. This is, I'm going into another thing here for funniest thing I saw this week. You'll get why. <laughs> so the NRA is headquartered in New York. Actually, their headquarters is in Virginia, but their charter, their business charter, is in New York because the business was chartered there in 1871 in New York State. So, in August, the Attorney General of the state of New York, Letitia James, filed a lawsuit, you probably heard about this, that would seek to dissolve the NRA after her office found that the NRA misused charitable funds. Oh, so ripping off your donors. Oh, that's great. Oh, my gosh. Did you all hear? I saw this on Rachel Maddow's show. The <laughs> So the Republican Party sends these donor emails to all their donors saying, Give us money. And <laughs> some of those emails back before the election or before the inauguration, so Trump was still president, Donnie Boy, in those emails they had boxes that said, Check this box to become founding member of Trump Patriot Club for two true patriots only. Um, if you don't check this, you're a liberal titty baby. It's the truth. And they, and so at then, at the bottom of those boxes, in teeny tiny print, as you can tell by my voice, it said, 
This constitutes a monthly donation of blah, blah, blah. But people didn't see that. And so, people got angry who donated to the Republican National Committee. They said, where's the way where they going? People lost thousands of dollars. The RNC had to pay back millions of dollars to its donors because they pride i don't know they took money from them this way <laughs> and now they got angry at them so what a what a great way to run a political party but apparently the nra and the republican party take money any way they can and apparently the nra misused these charitable funds or donations that they got whoop de do and they're pretty bad in a lot of ways then that's another one so in january the nra said or their ceo wayne lapierre said the nra is going to move to texas and file bankruptcy no no not but the new york state attorney general Letitia james said no 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 you're not trying to get away from this lawsuit and so the nra was in bankruptcy court and oh my gosh this was funny too so they had lapierre their ceo testify twice and in one of those at one time he said that he was so worried about gun violence in the u.s because of all the mass shootings that he sought refuge on a friend's yacht huh huh and i mean that's just jokey that's that's not true it is true actually but i don't believe it i mean that's great <laughs> i mean geez louise so and they keep want to keep guns on the streets well that's what happens la pierre so in bankruptcy court the judge on tuesday finally said no you can't do this you have to face the lawsuits in new york and so while we don't know what the next moves are for the NRA, they look screwed. They're, I said this like a week, a year ago. I didn't have the podcast then, but I was telling my inner circle, you know, the NRA is pretty screwed. They've been screwed. They're screwy, so they should be screwed. And there you go. Sanders facts. I mean, thoughts and prayers for the NRA. <laughs> oh, no. What are we going to do? What are we going to, what are we going to, how are we going to get our... AK-47s and our AR-15s and go hunting and shoot a deer 50 times in five seconds, you know? Like, what are we going to do if the NRA goes down? Oh, no. Oh, so terrible. All right, there you go. Funniest thing I saw this week just happened a few hours ago. Because, I mean, this whole story, it's, <laughs> it's so junky. Oh, no. All right. Now, let's go to the conclusion. We're all done. Xander's... Oh, tricked you there. How about that? We're all done with the Xander's Facts Podcast, episode 1515. How about that? That's it for this week. Next week, I don't know what we'll talk about. NBA playoffs start next week. The play-in. I think the play-in's going to be super fun. I think it's going to be awesome. So, we're going to talk about that next week. I don't know what else we're going to talk about. Oh, Apparently, Liz Cheney is not going to be... We talked about this last week, but Liz Cheney! Uh, I wish I felt for her. So that's the end. She's going to get voted out of leadership. And, uh, you know, it's all a mess. So that's it. That's the end. If you want to continue to support the Xander's Facts podcast, then follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, wherever. I don't know where you're listening. Google Podcasts. 
wherever you do, follow, subscribe. I don't know what it's called. Download each episode of the podcast, supporting the podcast. Rate the podcast. Review the podcast. Nice reviews only. Please. And on social media, go on social media. Go on your Twitter, your Facebook, or Instagram. Search Xander's Facts. That's Xander with a Z. Follow it. If you don't, I will find out. I've been saying this. I'm going to come to your house, and I'm going to make you. And it's going to be painful. So, yep. We're no, no, no violence, Xander's Facts. And spread the word. This is what you could do. All right. Here's, a, here's an example. Hey, friend. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? I just found this great podcast. It's called the Xander's Facts Podcast. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I love it. I give it five stars. I'm going to go check it out. Oh, yeah, I should, too. There you go. That was a 15-second conversation. And you just got another listener for the Zeter's Facts podcast. And if you don't tell anyone, I'm going to go tell all your friends for you somehow, some way. I don't know. That's it. The end of the Zeter's Facts podcast, episode 15. I hope you all keep your cars hydrated with gas. Be careful, everyone. It is May. That's it. That's a wrap on episode 15 of the Zitter's Facts podcast. We will see you all next week. spreading lies.